Hello and welcome to Ask Davet, the Financial Planner, where we encourage financial literacy and prosperity. I'm your announcer, Benny Steiner, joined by your host, Davet Jones. Good afternoon, Davet. How are you doing today? Hey, Benny. I'm amazing. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. So I hear that you ran across some information that you wanted to share with me and discuss today. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yes, yes. Um, I came across uh, an article from Bloomberg. They had uh, Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan and Chase, and he was referencing the economic hurricane that he says is on the way. Uh, let's let's take a listen to that right now. It's a hurricane. It's we, right now. It's kind of sunny. Things are doing fine. You know, everyone thinks the, the Fed can handle this. That hurricane is right out there down the road coming our way. We just don't know if it's a minor one or Superstorm Sandy or uh, yeah, Sandy or, or uh, Andrew or something like that. And it's, you, you better brace yourself. So, David, I got to ask you, what should someone do now uh, to protect themselves or, or simply be prepared to weather this storm that Diamond is saying is on the way? Well, the first thing that I'm going to um, suggest is that we really go back in and we look at that article. That article is on CNBC, it's on Bloomberg, um, and really just kind of assess what he's talking about. And as he's talking, he's got a few things in mind. One is the quantitative tightening, quantitative easing that's been going on where the feds have been buying up, buying, buying all of these bonds up. They're going to slow down some of their bond buying process, and that's increasing our interest rates. So remember back in March, we had an interest rate hike of 0.25%. Well, that made the housing interest rates go from 3% to 5% in a matter of 10, 20 days. They're talking about, well, excuse me, not talking about today. June 1st is the day that it increases again, but it's increasing at 50 basis points, 0.50. So that means that we're almost going to double what we've seen from the interest rate hike before. So I think that's going to stop a lot of lending at the bank because it's going to cost more money to borrow money. It's going to cost more money for businesses. It's going to cost more money for corporations, money that they were used to being able to get for free. They are now going to basically have to pay a little extra money on that. And I don't like that. The second thing that he talks about is so much uncertainty that's going on with the war of Ukraine. And because the U.S. is actually giving more money to Ukraine and helping them to be able to be successful in this war, or at least keeping up with the the Russians, there's also the dynamic of it's halting a lot of the supply, the food, the um, the oil, all the different things that usually would come out of Ukraine and come back to the rest of the world, not just the U.S., but the rest of the world. Well, that's where he's coming from, the standpoint that, yeah, all of these factors are going into place right now, and it's about to get ugly. It's about to get messy. Companies are going to start laying off. Netflix just laid off 150 people. Um, you've got other dynamics where even right now, I was reading another article that talked about the the jobs. We've been told that there are 11 million jobs out there. That number has gone down dramatically. Like These companies are not even hiring now. They are not hiring. They are literally putting a freeze on their hiring. So as many people who were not working and were trying to start businesses or, you know, just decided that they could make more money on unemployment than they could going to work. Well, all of those people are now 
not able to get the jobs that they were wanting because these companies are starting to slow down on that. And when you have high unemployment and you have high inflation, we call that stagflation. And that stagflation is going to lead to a recession because now people don't have the money to do the things that they used to do. I see a lot of people are now starting to liquidate their investment portfolios, not only to take care of themselves, but also take care of their children and their grandchildren and their parents and their other people that's around them. So it's starting to affect the stock market. Stock market's plummeting. Interest rates are going up. Inflation is going up. Jobs are going down. And the housing prices are going through the roof. So you got a really, really messy situation here. Um, and it could be a, like you said, it could be a minor thing that is just going to make everybody tighten up their belt strings for a few months. And I do believe this will probably go until December. Why I say December is because the Fed is insisting on hiking this all the way back up to 2.5%, if not 3% by the end of the year. So we're going to constantly have these increases and it's going to definitely infect the money that's actually flowing in our economy. So would you say that um, typical uh, middle-class family, should they, what should they do to take action now? Should they be prepared for something that's going to last long-term or, or should they, should they be prepared for something that that's just going to happen in the near future, but then bounce back, and everything kind of goes the way it was. I mean, how should someone look at this? Well, there was an article I actually posted on my TikTok earlier today. And the article was really directed towards people who are close to retirement. And in that article, and I mentioned it in my Berkshire Hathaway piece that I did a few earlier this month, or I guess it was about a month ago. And I told you Warren Buffett says stack cash. Well, the same thing is true in this retirement article. It says that people who are in retirement phase need to have enough cash reserves. The article actually went on to say having enough cash reserve for two years worth of income. Two years. That's very significant. Now, how does the retirement, because all of us look at, well, I'm so far from retirement, but this is what people don't understand. The way that y'all spending money and going into your investment accounts, you're living like you're retired. So if we go back into this mind frame of, you know, typically people work for 30 years on the job, they would have a pension, they would have all of this money, and they would just get a check every month for the rest of their lives. People are now trying to do that and, you know, only been working for five or 15 years. And they're like, okay, well, I got enough money or I'm going to switch and I'm going to start my own business. And they don't have an income stream or income flux. And we're in a time right now where so many people are facing financial insecurity. So what I would say, first and foremost, is you probably want to talk to a financial advisor so we can truly assess what your situation is. Financial planner, professional advisor, talk to somebody about your unique situation because we all have different dynamics. We have different incomes. We have different networks. We have different portfolios. We have different jobs. You know, you got to know if your job is recession proof. You got to know if your business is recession proof. Does it still make money during a recession? Because we talk about new businesses. New businesses fail within the first three to five years. So if we're talking about the first two years of your business, we could potentially be in this recession situation and nobody can afford to buy your goods and services. Then what's that mean for you? You're not going to be experiencing the level of sex success that you expected. And that's going to discourage people and they're going to hang up the hat. 
So I'm not saying that to make somebody hang up their hat. I need, I'm saying that to say like another video I did, you might want to keep your job, run your business on the side, keep your job. So then if everything turns back around, then you can be able to have an income foundation. And the income foundation is what people work 30 years for in retirement so they can be able to have a guaranteed check coming in and know that they are going to be able to pay their bills. And I can speak to that clearly because I was in that situation. My first couple of years in my business, yeah, that first year, all your friends and family support you. But that second year, that second year, that's when you start really having to test your metal and figure out if this is the one that you're going to actually be here. This is when your equipment goes out. This is when your customer base kind of dries up. This is when people start saying, oh, no, I seen something else on Instagram. I'm going to go over here and spend my money. That's where you got to change up your marketing. That's when you got to change up your strategies. This is all part of it because a lot of people can fail and take some losses. And I mean, we've heard it from Les Brown and um, Oprah Winfrey. So many people have lost money, lost houses, lost a lot um, of their businesses, but they, of course, had to persevere through in order to bounce back and get back on their feet. You need to talk to a financial professional to really be able to say, what is your true situation? Because it would be different if you told me I'm 25, I plan to work on this same job for the next 30 years, and then I'm going to retire. And I know that I can put this money aside. I've got job stability. So I've got a job that will probably never go away. Oh, by the way, don't get sick or hurt because, you know, that means 30 years of you just being in the most perfect, optimal situation to be able to get to that retirement goal. If that's not your retirement goal, and that's not the land, that's not the, you know, where most people are focused, then you truly do need to talk to a professional so we can say, what are going to be your obstacles? What are your financial fears? What is your financial story? You've got some people who are new to money, very new to money, will receive inheritances and things of that nature. And the reality of it is they're still scared of market volatility because this is their first time having money. And the way that our industry is set up, we'll tell somebody, if you're young, well, you got a long time horizon, just let the money ride it out. But some of these younger people are like, no, my time horizon is not that long because I want to pull it out within a matter of two to three years. No, that's not how investing, that's not how financial planning works. And that's why we need to have someone who is more versed in this to help you to really gather the reins and figure out where you need to be in life. And, we, and, and we've seen social media has given us so many success stories of how yeah. people have, you know, taken their retirement accounts and they've turned it into a multi-million dollar business. But that's one out of a million people. And everybody expects to be that one. We talked before in the show about when you start a business, you need to do that. That's going to actually create and fulfill a need. So I had to specifically pivot my business and say, OK, I need to work with different companies because whatever the initial the initial read the, or that I started off and tried to fulfill, people kind of changed their mind and said, nah, we don't want that anymore. What else you got? I had to pivot. So you definitely got to make sure that you are addressing the need of your clientele. If you're going to be in something that's going to be a short time horizon, that's going to require you to be quick on your feet, think, move fast and have processes in place to handle all of this. It can't, it, it definitely, I tell anybody, if you're going to go into business, go into the business that you already know. Do something that you already know so it's going to be an easier learning curve for you. And hopefully you've had some experience in that field that you know how to handle obstacles and anything that will come against you in the near future. But going back to just straight financial planning, going back to looking at your budget 
and figuring out how much money you actually need to live off of. You've got two budgets. You've got your living my best life budget and you got your noodle budget. And you got your living the best life budget is where you travel and you eat and you go into the parties and clubs and wineries and different things of that nature. And you also have your noodle budget, which says that I basically am going to eat ramen noodles and I'm just going to have a shelter over my head and sit at the house. I'm not going out traveling. I'm not going to socialize and hang out with my friends. I'm the bare minimum of stuff that I need to keep in order to just live. So you think about retired people again. Retired people, we always hear about the ones that's on a fixed budget. If you had to have a fixed budget, that's your noodle budget. Where are you right now? Because if you're living your best life budget and you're spending money unnecessarily, if something happens and changes in your financial dynamic, it brings you back down to your noodle budget. You would have wished you had kept some of that money from your living your best life years to be able to prop you up in your noodle budget years. Hmm. Did that make sense? It does. So, but And I have a question pertaining to that. So I think when everything's going great, is that when you should be living your best life or when is the right time to do that? So there's a, just a couple of thoughts. Um, we like financial cliches. So mm-hmm. one of them that we hear all the time is live below your means. Mm-hmm. You got Shaq and professional athletes who make millions and say, I ain't spent my first check yet. I am still living like I was. I ain't bought a house. I am trying to. Those are the ones who make their money go longer because they're willing to say, I have the money. I can sit on the money. I enjoy actually seeing the money in my bank account, Benny. I don't know about why people don't enjoy just waking up and looking at their bank account and seeing the money in the account and going, hey, that's a, today going to be a good day. I got money in the bank. And, 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 and of the nature to say, I ain't going nowhere. I'm not about to give nobody my money or my power. Now, I did this weekend just come back from a beautiful winery in north of Atlanta, Chateau Elan, and I spent my money. But again, I don't do that every month. I don't spend, I said, I said, it was so funny because I put up my video on TikTok and I said, yeah, I spent money like a drug dealer. Um, but I don't do that all the time. I don't do that all the time. That comes with the financial discipline. And we have it because social media always gets us into a place where, well, this person went out of town and that person went out of town and this person bought that car and that person is at this club and this person is on the rooftop and this person is smoking cigars and this person has this many bottles of wine in their house. So this that keeping up with the Jones mentality, if everybody else has it, I got to have it. If you got Jordans, I got to have Jordan. If you got an Apple Watch, I got to have an Apple Watch. If you've got, so that's where the consumerism comes in and that's what affects us as black people so much because mind you we've never kept wealth but we have a tremendous black dollar and of that black dollar what do we do with it we have it walking down the street showing everybody how much money we made but not how much money we keep so i think about my grandparents or my great grandparents where every year they would make a sacrifice for a period of time a few months or you know whatever and they would buy another acre of land every year Mm. Okay, so think about that when you're talking about putting money towards your retirement accounts, make that sacrifice, pay yourself first, put that over there, and then you can go and live your best life with the money that's left over. When people tend to get increases on a job, they tend to increase their expenses. That's financial discipline that says, no, I don't need to increase my expenses. I'm cool where I am. Can I have my money working for me? Can my money make money for me? Can I send my money out here as a little soldier and it create other little soldiers that's going to come back and bring me um, more rewards and benefits? That's the dynamic of the financial mindset that most people don't get. I have money. I'm supposed to spend it. No, not all of it's supposed to be spent. 
a lot of times when you look at um people's well if you look at a person's bank account it'll tell you what they value their transaction history it'll tell you what they value it'll tell them what's important to them it most people every time i sit down and do a budget with them they'll tell me they spend more of their money eating out they spend more of their money on eating out and netflix hulus and streaming services and mind you most people cut cable so they could use streaming and they pay almost 100 150 dollars a month in streaming services like they were paying 100 dollars a month for cable mm. so they didn't save any money they just redirected the dollars yeah and then they yeah. don't have anything to show for it we also remember our parents and our grandparents they didn't have all of these restaurants they didn't have you know going and getting mcdonald's or eating out um, was a treat we eat out every day we turn around i was at calhoun's today for graduation we every excuse we got gender reveal parties we got graduation parties we got proms we got that's why we can't keep no money because we constantly finding reasons and excuses to spend the money but you got to remember there's two types of retirement that's why i love talking about retirement because people can retire at any time you can have a voluntary retirement where you plan it appropriately and you get to walk away with a 30 years later with a gold check and have as much money as you want and live your best life and i know a lot of people want to live their best life now because promise tomorrow is not promised and I, my answer to that is always we'll buy life insurance duh but <laughs> but there's also the involuntary retirement and the involuntary retirement is when we got hit with pandemic march 2020 and people some people just lost their jobs couldn't go to work or people got sick and couldn't go to work or people just died and couldn't go to work and didn't and maybe they were the breadwinners that were taking care of so many other people and they had these plans and they had spent all this money and now when life has changed then they don't have the money to fall back on so that's what Don, jamie is saying life changes you go through these market cycles if you're in a position now you probably want to start pushing cash off to the side you probably want to make sure that you got a good enough cushion and I mean, crazy enough, he said retirement, if you plan to be out of work forever, you need to have at least two years worth of cash. That was that was huge. That was wow. very huge. That wasn't Jamie in the article. That was another article, but it is on my TikTok. But being able to say, when you hear somebody like Jamie Diamonds talking, we, we also had the Davos convention last week. That was the big Swiss convention. They have all the billionaires and politicians go to Switzerland and the Alps and they start talking about what's going on in the world. That also happened last week. Warren Buffett told us a month ago that he was stacking cash. Um, the writing is on the wall, baby. Stop spending. <laughs> hey, when white people stop spending money, what you supposed to do? <laughs> they got all the money too. in the world to spend. <laughs> if they got all the money in the world to spend and they ain't spending it, what you gonna do? You gonna spend it because what? They ain't buying it now? No, they just jacking the prices up on you so they can be able to create more wealth. This is, these are the things that I don't think we understand about money. Money can, money needs to rest sometimes. Money needs to just chill. Now, depending on your time horizon, I have to talk about that time horizon so importantly. If you have income security, you don't plan to leave your job, you, everything is going good. You know, you got disability insurance, you got a nice little safety net that's tucked off to the side and you still want to make some changes in your life. You want to pivot and do something different. Please, by all means, go back down to your noodle budget. Don't be out here starting new businesses and living your best life. Your new business is your best life. That's your baby. Think about it like this. You are nine months pregnant with a baby inside of you. You can't drink, 
you can't smoke you can't really club you can't travel you can't get on an airplane but you know these things happen during your pregnancy mm, well you don't I know like that, that. But I, I, I've heard it. I mean, you know, I have kids. Okay. <laughs> and even still, after you had the kids, you can't have sex for a little bit. So <laughs> there is, there's a testing time, but your business is your baby. And you need to be able to focus on your baby. You need to put money into your baby. You need to make sure that you're taking care of the thing that you love the most. And you need to build it up and have some, that support system for it until it can learn how to walk on its own. And babies don't learn how to walk when the day that they're born. That still may take another nine months to a year. So if you really do to look at your business like a baby for people who are out here pivoting and, you know, yeah, you look good. You may have business loans that are coming in. Oh, them interest rate hikes. Y'all scaring me with those, those business like loans. Stay away from them. Stack the cash. Use your own cash. Um, the stock markets are down. Don't go in and cash out your 401ks because you're selling low. Like you were talking about earlier, Benny, people are selling low in their retirement accounts. And if you are not going to retire, you don't need this money. We have something like a five-year, um, I think Prudential used to call it the retirement red zone. If you're five years before or five years after retirement, you always need to talk with a financial advisor or retirement is any time that you ain't working for somebody else. Let's, mm-hmm. let's just call it what it is. Retirement is any time that you're not working for, any, for any, someone else. And I've technically been retired for the last seven years. So mm-hmm. it's great to think of it as, I know that I have a way to be able to create a sustainable income stream that is not going to put me in the poorhouse. That's not going to have me living off of my noodle budget forever. That's not going to make me have to get get up and go back to work just because I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses and living my best life. You know, what you hit on that, on that last part is, is what brings it all full circle that you... You really got to reassess yourself, reassess your spending, reassess your budget. I, I love I love the idea of the ramen noodle budget versus the live your best life budget. And I think that 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 acts as great guidelines for people to determine where they're at, um, how they're living. And if if they need to make some adjustments in their spending, the quality of life, I guess, is what we're talking about here in a nutshell. And does one understand what their quality of life is so that they can. Yeah. And I know that's different for a lot of people, especially when we talk about people of color, because, Mm. you know, we may just be getting to the point where we have had some financial success and, and Mm -hmm. it's so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate to, we came through a 12 year bull market where the markets were doing good, everybody was working, everything was going perfect in the world. Like, you, there were no problems. There was The crypto was coming off and everybody was super excited about that. Social media was exploding. Everybody was at work. Money was just flowing, was flowing for 12 years straight. And then we get hit with the pandemic. And then we lost a lot of people. People got sick and, you know, people started to experience a lot of mental health anxiety from even going to work. And that's why they can't go to work. I get that. I'm not, I'm not even saying that you have to go to work. I'm just saying you need to be able to create a plan that's going to allow you to say, what do I want for my life? What is this going to cost me? Because you can have anything you want. You just can't have everything you want. Mm -hmm. Because you got to figure out, it's kind of like we have, 
one of the signs is up in my office. I pulled it down from a scripture. Uh, because Habakkuk 2 and 2, write the vision, make it plain. Go back to your vision board. Figure out, I remember one of my mentors, she challenged me to write down 100 things that I wanted to do. She said, well, just write down 100 things you want to do. It doesn't matter if it's go to this particular place, if it's going out of the country, if it's buying houses, buying furniture, is it writing a book? Write down the things that you actually want to do. Write down 100 things and let that be where you spend your money. Because so often, I used to tell this to my girls at church, I said, you know, you have a financial plan. Your financial plan is to buy a car, but every time you turn around, your friends got you going to the mall, buying matching outfits, spending monies at movies and all these different things. And you can't get to the car because you're spending your money on what somebody else has you buying, not focusing on the thing that is the most important for you. So if we write on our vision board, write the vision, make it plain, and we actually say, I'm putting money towards the things that actually are going to give me joy, the things that I really want, not the things that I see somebody else doing, something that I actually want, then your life will probably have more direction, more purpose, and you'll be more satisfied because you actually accomplished your goals, not somebody else's goals. Because mm-hmm. if, if you don't put some money aside now, it ain't going to be there for you. So that's why I love the 80-20 rule. Put your 20% aside. Go on and put your 20% aside. Then you can spend, if you just don't have no direction in life and you want to spend money, however, you got 80% to be able to do that with. But at least you put that 20% aside. And as closer as you get to retirement, then you probably want to start putting 30, 40, and 50% aside. Because a lot of times, if you are living your best life and you're in your 30s and 40s, then by the time you get to your 50s and 60s, you're like, honey, I done did that. I done did that. I don't want to go there no more. I've already spent that. That's just too much. <laughs> um, I think um, what the guy calls Tom Hegner, he said, you have your you have your go-go years, you have your slow-go years, and you have your no-go years. And your go-go years is when you, you know, want to do everything. And then your slow-go years is, you know, we see our parents when they get about the 70 mark, they're like, mm, I don't want to drive after dark. I don't want to. You know, you got slow go years and then you got your no, no years where you just don't do nothing. You basically just sit around the house and wait on people to come see you, watch a matlock and eat Campbell soup. (laughs) But if we start thinking about, I still got to pay for that little old lady, me, I got to pay for little old lady, David, you got to pay for little old man, Benny. So if I'm not taking care of them, like, why would I give all, like I said, I I don't like giving all my power, power is money um, to everybody else. I got to make sure that I'm keeping some of my power to myself. So, and, and for me, that is living my best life. Having, knowing that I have money, a financial cushion to fall back on. Um, I believe Jamie Dobbin is right. A hurricane, a big storm is coming. And we probably do need to say, it's okay for me to chill. I know it's summer and everybody wants to travel. I know it's the, we just came out of the pandemic and people haven't really traveled for the last two years, but you know, maybe we don't go traveling or we go on um, a vacation every month. Maybe we just go two vacations this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I mean, you know, take it back to 88. When we were young, we didn't, we didn't have all this stuff. We didn't, we, we were fine. We went outside and played. We laughed. We enjoyed our lives and we were, we were super happy. And now here we are, we got all this money, more money, more problems. And we can't seem to find a way to keep the money in our pockets. We keep throwing it away and giving it away. And the world is in turmoil right now. 
It absolutely is not just your city. It's not my city. It's the whole world is in turmoil. And if there's going to be any major changes that I cannot tell you exactly what those are right now, but trust and believe enough rich old white men are telling you to slow down. They're actually telling you not to spend your money. You would think it would be the opposite, right? You would think that they would be telling you, shoot, well, we going broke. I mean, y'all to spend your money. No, they are literally telling people y'all might want to chill. So I hope that that message does not fall on deaf ears that we might just have to chill. This might be the summer that we don't summer. This this might be the Christmas that we, you know, take a trip and not buy gifts. But being able to say, let's make a little bit of sacrifice. Make a little bit of sacrifice just to see how this plays out. We 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 can cautiously enjoy our lives. We can still do things that give us pleasure. But I'm I'm of the mindset you might want to sit on your money for a little bit. And that concludes our episode of Ask Davette, the Financial Planner, where we encourage financial literacy and prosperity. And until next time, take care.